You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 81. So in today's episode, I'm actually going to share some really powerful insight with you from a pre-warm-up class for the Startup Ignition course that I will be taking later this month by John Richards and Tyler Richards. And I'm so excited because both of them are very successful people who have um, started different businesses and been wildly successful. And in this pre-training, one of the concepts that we learned about was market testing your idea. And I think a lot of times in business, we have this really great idea or we think of a problem that we're going to solve and we have, you know, all of these solutions and we fail to do the biggest, most important piece um, before actually going in and building out the rest of the idea. And that is market testing. Now, sometimes it just doesn't seem logical. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll spend this time. I'll perfect and build a product. Then I'll launch it. Then I'll sell it. And then I can go back and make tweaks. Like that's the natural like brain. That's where your brain goes. And it's actually the exact opposite. Like you should have your idea and concept and then market test it and see how well it performs. And then you actually go out and build out exactly what your customers want. And then they're not even just excited, but waiting and and wanting to buy it when it's ready. So today I wanted to cover a couple different ways to market test as well as some pitfalls to avoid. And actually, let's dive into that right now, the pitfalls to avoid when market testing your idea. So one of the, the biggest mistakes people make when they start to market test is they do something called the mom test. So they'll go to their mom and they'll say, okay, mom, I have this idea and I, I think it's going to be like this and this is kind of the problem I'm solving and these are the customers I think I'm going to reach. And of course, your mom goes, oh my gosh, my baby's a genius. This is so great. You're going to be so successful. You're amazing. You're the best. And it's really not helpful feedback because it's completely biased, like in your favor, right? Same thing if you ask your friends or your spouse or somebody who's not going to give you objective feedback. Um, it's not helpful if somebody doesn't have any sort of critique for you because obviously if you're brand new and and you're starting something or you're building something for the first time, like how could it possibly, how could it possibly be that amazing on the first go? Like you have to understand and recognize that whatever it is you're building is going to go through a complete evolution of its own. And I'm actually speaking from experience here because when I built my course, the Party Planner Academy, um, I was building something like, oh, this is amazing. And you know what's funny is I was actually building something for myself, like what I wanted at that time. That was helping me. And so what would happen is because I never market tested the idea, as I started to sell it and get people interested in the course, I started to do market testing and I had to completely pivot and shift my whole business because I realized, oh my gosh, people haven't been doing this for seven years. Like most people are not ready for the content in this course. They have steps A, B, C before they can get to, you know, D, E, and F. And that's what my course was, was D, E, and F. And as soon as I market tested, everybody wanted A, B, and C. So yes, they fit together, but now I had to rebuild something that if I would have done the market testing, I could have started with this other product and then built upon it versus what I ended up doing is building my big thing and, and nobody was ready for it. And so market testing can save you a lot of time, a lot of hassle, a lot of trouble, but you have to do it well and you have to do it right. So obviously we want to avoid the mom test. I mean, if you want to tell your mom about your business idea, that's great. 
Hopefully she's objective, but also supportive, but don't put too much stock into what friends and family and the people that know you well say about your business, because it's probably not going to be helpful feedback that will help you grow and help your business pivot in the way that your customers need. So you can actually do this a couple different different ways. You can run your own market test. And I'm going to tell you 10 ways to do that. Or you can hire a company um, that will market test for you. There's tons and tons of companies out there. One that I've used personally is called the Wow Factor Test, where they take your idea, they test it for your target demographic, and they ask them a ton of questions to help you know, figure out if the product is viable and if it's something that they actually want or need from you. And then the way that they answer the questions, you kind of reverse engineer those questions to market the solution to your audience. So a lot of times we're like, oh yeah, I told him to build this product. It's going to be awesome. And, um, you know, you really don't understand what the customer you're building it for. Like you don't really even understand them. And so how are you going to compete? Like most ideas, most inventions, most businesses are not original ideas. Like somebody else has already thought of it and somebody else has already built it. And so you're probably coming into a space where you're competing with other people who've kind of already done what you've done. So what makes yours different? And so most people know that they just don't know how to market it to their audience so that they recognize the difference. So let's go through step step number one, which is writing down the concept for your product. So you, you know, want to have as many of the details worked out as possible, but you don't necessarily have to have the whole thing built out. And when we're talking about like the concepts of your business idea, I want you to go a, a level deeper and think about who is this customer for? If you are making a product or building an invention or coming up with a solution to a problem and you're saying, oh, everyone can use this, you've already failed. You cannot expect to build something that's going to appeal to everyone. It just doesn't work like that. And that's exactly how you lose ground on messaging and how you get lost in a lot of um, noise because the internet has so much on it that you need people to feel like, oh my gosh, they're talking to me. Like, how did they know? That's exactly what I struggle with. And, and I'm exactly that demographic. You know, I'm a woman in my thirties who's, you know, um, from an immigrant parent who would totally love to do uh, college, or pardon me, who would love to do event planning without a college degree, right? Because that's that's me. So I, I need to kind of talk to my person. Now, just because you invent something or create something or develop something, and maybe you're not your own tar target demographic, that's okay. Just know what they are. Um, the next is you need to know what problems your product or business or service is solving. So many people think, like the product first, but they don't think about the solution and it ends up hurting their business because again, when you go to sell, when you go to market, when you go to get your first customer, customers don't want to buy features and they don't want to buy, um, you know, really like things that make them feel like they could probably figure it out on their own. They want new opportunities. They want solutions that are going to just like make them feel like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for something just like this. So make sure that you're being really strategic about what problems your product is solving. And then how does it solve the, pro the problem? It's not enough that like, oh, this solves the problem. You got to tell me how it solves the problem. So what's the pain point? So for my course, the Party Planner Academy, you know, the problem is a lot of people have this talent for party planning and they love and enjoy throwing parties. They're really good at it. And the problem is they don't know how to start making money doing it. And the reason they don't know how is because you feel like you should have all these credentials, right? So by me 
taking the time to do the market research, I found out that a lot of people felt inadequate because they wanted a college degree to be able to charge money for planning parties, or they were like crazy undercharging because they didn't have that degree and that certification. So by me telling them, like, I will teach you how to write a proposal. I will teach you how to find customers, how to bid those customers, how to win those bids and get paid what you're worth, you know, up to $100 an hour to plan parties and all without a college degree. People who are my people, you know, women who love throwing parties, who don't know how to stop throwing free parties, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, yes to all the things, right? Um, The next thing is you need to know what the key features of the product are. So it could be something like it's quantitative, like this helps you save time, this helps you save money. Um, Or it could be something that is more like just value for them that's going to teach them something new. and it has to be kind of cool. It has to be something that they're going to say, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So when you're positioning it for them, make sure you're thinking about all of those different angles so that you really can market to them in a way that is solution-based and exciting for them. It can't just be something that builds on what they already have. It kind of has to be a new opportunity. So most of what you write down and what you think are literally assumptions. Like you, before you do market testing, like you have to remember you're, you might think like, well, I already know these answers, but you really don't. Like it was amazing to me when I did my first like Google form survey, which again is a self produced self, um, set up survey. And the things I learned from my audience of what they wanted, what they struggled with were completely different than the things I was thinking they wanted. For example, I was thinking that people were like, how do I start making money? How do I start, you know, charging and winning bids? Like, I, I want to know how to make this into a business. And for a lot of people taking the, the survey for me, like 90% were saying, I'm just afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid to even say yes to the possibility of putting my work out there and my name out there. Like, I'm afraid to put it, put it on the on the internet. I'm afraid to start a blog. I'm like, Whoa, like I was already way past those fears and concerns. And here they are saying that this is the concern. So again, if you've looked at my evolution of my courses, that's kind of the direction it's taken. And that's exactly why. So you are going to find out the truth about your audience and your customers by getting these responses from your um, applicants and then kind of overcoming your own assumptions. And then you can start to really take a basic direction and know what you need to build. Like I said, if I would have done this in the beginning a year and a half ago, oh my gosh, like it probably would have saved me a lot of hassle and beating my head against the wall because I was looking at it from my perspective and forgetting like what it was like to be a very, very beginner. Um, And that all came from doing market testing and market research. So then the first thing you want to do is start with the people that you know, start with your network. Who do you know that you can ask and speak with and kind of tell them about this idea? And then you want to make sure that you're interviewing them and that they're giving you honest feedback. Again, try to avoid people that are just going to think everything you do is amazing, like your mom, and try to find people that when you're, you know, talking with that will give you actual feedback. So come up with a list of questions that are non-biased that can actually help you get feedback instead of like, how amazing do you think this product is? You know what I mean? Like, that's not a helpful question. Like it kind of pigeonholes them and and they'll be like, it was amazing. You know, like you want to make sure that they are asking and answering questions in a way that is going to be helpful to give you feedback. So one of those questions you can ask is why? Why is one of the most important questions you can ask because it's going to get you closer to the truth for your customers. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people don't ask this question enough 
we all are like afraid of our idea being bad or rejected or whatever. And you kind of need to get past that. Like it's a huge missed opportunity and you need to really ask why, like, why would you need this? Or why would this be helpful for you? Or why wouldn't you want this? Because you need to understand the motivation to validate why someone would really want to do it and buy it and work with you. So if you can't figure that out, you're going to be sunk. Um, Next is you need to find your value proposition. Like I said earlier, most ideas are not original ideas. Like somebody else has already done it. And there's probably somebody out there with more money, more talent, more ability, more connections than you. So if you can figure out what makes yours different, like how have you improved on those, those ideas of other people's that are already out there? What is unique about what you are offering and why would that be applicable for your ideal customer, right? Next is you need to make sure that liking your idea is not the same as buying your idea. Unfortunately, when people are trying to validate a product idea with like prospective customers, there is no black and white answer. And because people are generally nice and want to make sure that they're like pleasing you and being kind and polite, like you can sometimes get totally wrong feedback. And so make sure you're really intentional with your feedback. You're not saying like, do you like this idea? You need to ask like, what would make you want to buy this? And when somebody tells you like, oh my gosh, this sounds great. Or this is a great idea. That's like the mom test. You want to avoid answers like that. The important thing that you're looking for is real feedback on like, I would totally buy this. I could see this being helpful for me Um, because you want to eliminate as many of the false positives as possible, which would be people just being nice. And then, you know, once you kind of get this set up and you're ready to, to put this data out there, you need to just kind of go for it. And you're going to launch and you're going to say, hey, how do I get as many people in as possible? Ask your friends, who do you know that would benefit and give me some real feedback? And maybe even like in your own networks on your Facebook page, I'm looking for real feedback. I don't want people to be nice. I want people to pick this apart. And don't go in it with the attitude of like, what I created is amazing. And what I've done is completely awesome. And everybody could benefit from it. Um, Go in with the attitude of what can I learn here? I think my idea has some, you know, depth and value to it. What can I learn from other people's outside perspectives looking in? Because it's not an attack on you. Again, this is them giving you feedback about your very juvenile baby business idea. And you in business want to make sure that you fail quickly and, and you want to fail fast, fail fast and fail often. Um, you, you don't want to sit and linger and linger and linger on business ideas that just aren't really jiving with the person that you're trying to sell to. If they can't resonate with it, if they're not compelled to buy it, like when is this, when is this available? When can I buy this? You know, you need to pivot and change your messaging and you can save yourself a lot of time and heartache and money by market testing your idea before you ever, put it out there into the market. And so I want to end with a little story that I learned because I kind of assumed this was happening, but I didn't realize like this is what happens. But if you think of a company like Johnson and Johnson baby products, and let's say they want to develop a new baby shampoo, you know, Johnson and Johnson will take packaging and they'll develop like a a sample. And what they'll do is before they ever release it to the public, keep in mind, Johnson and Johnson, you know, billion dollar company, they have tons of money, but this is how big companies do it behind the scenes. They develop a product. And then while it's still in beta, they test it. They test with moms and babies and skin and whatever. And then they get feedback on, you know, the smell, the packaging, the font, whatever, like which, which 
size of bottle did you want to buy? All those different things before they ever put it on the shelf. And so you wonder like when these companies roll out a new makeup product or a new um, shampoo or a new whatever, like how are they doing so well? Well, it's because they've probably market tested it behind the scenes and you weren't aware. So then when it comes out, all we're doing is we're excited. A lot of times like big food companies will do this too, candy bar companies. They don't just throw out a new thing. It's like they'll market test it and see what people like. And then it's no wonder it does so well when we're like, oh my gosh, who knew that Snickers shaped in the, you know, in the shape of a Christmas tree would be so much better. They probably market tested that. And we're just over here um, not really looking at that thinking it was just something that they threw out and just happened to stick. So again, while you're going out there with your business ideas and the amazing capabilities that you have within you, keep in mind, like do what the successful big companies do and just do it on a smaller scale. You totally can do this. You have greatness inside of you. And I promise you that if you just take the time to market test those ideas, you are going to be so much further ahead in your business. And you're going to watch me like I'm going to start market testing my own business ideas a little bit better, just because I am finding that same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is me having to backpedal because I didn't do the work because I didn't know. So now you know, now we know, let's go forward and kick some butt. <laughs> I'll see you in the next episode. 